0: Welcome to Branches Church Sermon Podcast Channel. If you're in Metro Atlanta, we would love for you to join us one Sunday for worship. If you would like more information on upcoming events, service times or to get in touch, please visit our website branches.faith. Here's the message from this past Sunday. God bless. The uh, person handling the screens in the back know that Matthew 8 is not in there. It's a recent addition. Um, so if you start looking for that on the screen, it's not going to pop up. That's why it's always good to have your Bible with you. You can, And you should never not have a Bible with you because you can put it on your phone, so you can always have a Bible, but it's always good to have a Bible with you. <clears throat> I want to preach today from the book of Matthew and... Uh, I just want to talk about the one thing you must have. One thing you must have. And uh, how many of us will admit that it seems like a lot is going on in in our worlds? And I say our worlds. I mean it can be in the world. It can be in your world. It can be what's going on in your life. It just seems like there's a lot going on. And I want to talk about the one thing you must have. John was a new on the job, and John was learning his job. John was a cabin boy, and he was on a whaling ship, not the most glamorous of life, but John was always drawn to the sea. John, in his new role as cabin boy on the sea, did a lot of various things. On this particular day in John's life, it was probably the scariest day he'd experienced at sea. The waves were tormenting, they were crashing, they were pounding the ship that he was on. And having little experience with the sea, he was nervous understandably, didn't know what to expect, didn't know what was going to happen, but could sense along with everyone else that there was some trouble. It was relentless, the waves pounding the ship to the point of extreme stress, sailors clinging to the ship. Orders being thrown out, things being done, loads being lightened, trying to keep the ship upright, trying to keep it balanced, trying to keep it not so thrown by the waves this day. A curious command came from the captain. John, go to the bow of the boat. Take the most valuable thing we have on this boat and start pouring it over the side. John thought for a little bit, this is what we're here for. This is what we came out here for. Why would we discard it so easily? I understand lightening the load of the boat. I understand trying to make the ship Ride a little higher in the waves. But why would we pour out the most valuable commodity, the thing we're going to get our payday on? But Without questioning, John took the oil and he began to pour over the bow. It wasn't long till another sailor joined John in his pursuit, bringing barrels of oil, pouring 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 the oil over the front of the boat. as John did that he began to notice that maybe the boat was getting lighter. maybe it was riding higher in the waves but it seemed like everything would smooth a little bit smoother. You look ahead he could see the same waves coming at the boat but the boat just didn't take the same impact and the waves that beforehand were crashing, Upon the boat, and they were clinging to for dear life, those waves would hit, but they would never break, they would never sweep over, they would never crush the boat. The boat got a little bit smoother. Because what the captain knew, John as a cabin boy did not know, was that when you had rough seas in front of you, if you took just a gallon of oil, began to pour it onto the sea it would settle the waves. I was reading about this. I thought there's no way this is true. There's just no way that this is really true. I started researching and I found out that indeed whalers would take and they would try to match a gallon of oil per hour in front of their ship to settle the waves. It's a curious thing to think about, really. The most valuable commodity in the ship are pouring over the side of the boat, back into the very ocean that they had acquired it from through a whale. Well. Some ships would even go as far as taking pieces of a whale well that they had cut up, the blubber, and they would dangle them over the side of the boat in expectation that some of that blubber would dissipate in the ocean around them, protecting the boat. Because what captains understood was that oil and water do not mix. And oil has a tendency to press down on top of the water. Now, in a major, major storm with this Keep a boat from going shipwrecked? Probably not. But on days where the sea was relentless and the waves just kept coming, the one thing they needed was to put oil on the waves. In Matthew chapter 8, we have the story of a storm battering a ship the disciples are in that boat they're wondering what the end is going to be terrified they're scared and finally whenever they've come to their wits end they call Jesus up out of his slumber in the bow of the boat they say can you not see the boat is being covered by the waves, but you've been asleep. Lord, save us. We are perishing. Instead of a kind word or encouraging word, Jesus instead rebukes them. He says, why are you fearful, are you a little faith? And then he arose and rebuked the winds, the sea. There was a great calm. Jesus was showing that he is the king over the storms. He is the one in control of all of the elements. He was proving who he was. He was God manifest in the flesh. But I think it was also more than that. The most valuable thing they had was there in the ship. And I want to talk to someone this morning, and I want to tell you the most valuable thing that you can have in your life is Jesus and what he offers and it's not just Jesus but if you read scripture and you study scripture the oil is a representation of what Jesus gives the baptism of the Holy Spirit Peter said this is Jesus now pouring this out on all flesh he tied that together with the spirit with the oil all of those things come together. The most important thing you can have in your life and the one thing you must have is you have to have the oil that God offers. You need to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there's a reason that God chose oil to represent his spirit. It's not just because uh, of any specific theological thing, but it's because oil was very valuable but oil was also very very accessible it was something that anyone could put their hands on and right now what God is trying to do in this world he's trying to draw people toward himself so that he can give them something that is super accessible to all of us it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you are, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God offers the same thing to you that He happened to that He offered on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. He offers to you the same experience. He offers to you the same valuable thing, and it can play a major role in your life and take all of the storms of life and the seas crashing against your ship, and he can smooth everything out. It can make life more than what it is. I think about some of the things that people go through and I know I would never and could never face those things without God on my side. I have to have God on my side. In the parable of Matthew 25, Jesus gives us the parable of the wise and the foolish virgins. Now I've heard this preached a multitude of ways. The virgins represent something. Uh, you know, the bridegroom coming represents something and all of that stuff. But the only distinction that I can see in that parable was the distinction between the wise and the foolish. One was wise or Half of them were wise, and the reason they were wise was because of what they had. They had oil, and they had reserves of oil. The other ones were considered foolish, and it was because they allowed the oil to run out. But I want you to notice something in that Matthew chapter 25. The distinction between them is who is wise and who is foolish. Both were sleeping. All of them were asleep. All of them were supposed to be walking with the bridegroom, showing their way to the party. Uh, All of them were to be involved. All of them had all of the pieces in place except for what went inside of their lampstands. Now, the thing that they had was they had a, we think of an oil lamp, we think of one of those deals like at Cracker Barrel, right? Is anybody familiar with the kerosene lantern at Cracker Barrel? They've done away with them now. uh, For you younger folks that haven't been to Cracker Barrel in a long time, Those are gone, but I used to get a lot of kick out of cranking that thing up, trying to get that flame burning up in that, anyway. Uh, They weren't like that. What they had is they had oil lamps. It was like a dish that sat on top of a stick, and on that stick, on top of the dish, they would take this oil-soaked rag, and they would put it on top, and that's what they would light, and they would walk. It was basically like a torch that would lead them on their path as they led the bridegroom and his bride to the home or the place where they were going to have their party. And so one set of the virgins, they had everything there. They looked like they were ready, but if you got tall and high enough and looked on top of their stick with their plate, their saucer, you would see that there was nothing there to burn. They were missing one important ingredient: the oil. If you're missing the oil, you're not prepared for the coming wedding party. If you're missing the oil, you can have your lamp stand, you can have all of the right things in place, you can have, you can look the part, you can be prepared. But if you are missing one vital element, you're not prepared. You're not ready for the wedding party to come. And that was their issue. They weren't prepared for the bridegroom to come. They weren't ready. And when he came, they said, share with us. Give us what we need so that we can be ready. But they never received it. And whenever they went to buy it, it was too late. And they went to the door. He said, depart, I don't know you. They had all of the pieces in place. But they were missing the most essential necessary thing the oil and in your life if you're missing the spirit of God if you're missing the baptism of the Holy Spirit you're missing on one of the most essential elements that God has and has prepared for us for dealing with this life and not just dealing with this life but be prepared to leave and go into the next life that's what it's all about it's not about the virgins it's not just about the bridegroom all of those things are set in place but the distinction is between who has and who does not have and i don't say that to diminish anyone if you've not experienced the baptism of the holy spirit that's not what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to say is you need to pursue god until you get a hold of the most necessary thing that you need in your life and that is the oil Consider what the oil represented for them, for these people. Anyone who heard this parable, they knew the value of the oil because burning that oil was used to light a path. They also understood that that oil could be used for heat. There was even oil that would be used as a perfume, there was oil that would be used to polish items that were valuable and had become dusty and grimy and dingy. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, the Samaritan has oil and the oil is used as a healing agent poured into the wounds of the man found on the road. The oil represents everything in scripture. Oil was used by servants when a traveler or guest came into their home and that servant was to take that oil and was to find that guest and massage that oil onto their feet. It was refreshing for their journey. Anytime the oil was mentioned, people understood what it meant. It underst- they understood that it meant a refreshing, a replenishing, a strengthening. It meant protection. People in the east did not go anywhere without oil. Every traveler would have on their belt a horn of oil or they would have a gourd filled with oil. And the reason was because they needed that oil. They would rub it onto their exposed skin to protect them from all of the elements. The sun beating down on them, rub a little oil on it. Now, we think of sunbathing oil, but they were using it as protection. I went golfing, or not golfing, I went to hit some golf balls yesterday with my daughter. She's gotten very interested in in golf, and we were getting ready. We loaded up the golf clubs, and she said, do we have sunscreen? She's kin to her mom because I do not ever think about no sunscreen. But I told her, I said, I I have some in my golf bag, which it never comes out of my golf bag. This is why I'm always red. Anyway, they didn't use it. They didn't have sunscreen, so they used oil. And they would rub oil on themselves to protect them from the wind and the sand and all of the elements. So oil throughout Scripture represents the Spirit of God. It represents the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God used oil because, one, it was common. Two, it was so necessary. Three, it was valuable. And it was something that everyone could get access to. Notice again that the parable is about those who had and those who did not have the oil Romans 8 and 9 Paul wrote it pretty clearly he said it like this but you who are not in the flesh but you are not in the flesh but in the spirit if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ he is not his that is the definitive mark of who is his and who is not his having the baptism of the Holy Spirit And I want to tell someone today, you need the oil. It's for you. God has it for you. It's accessible. It's something that you can get your hands on because he's giving it out as a gift. And let me tell you what the Spirit of God will do in your life. Just like the oil that Jesus talked about, it'll put light in your life. It'll be light in dark times. The Spirit of God can be light your way, shine a light on your path, take you in the right direction. That's what the oil represents. Not only that but in a cold season and we all go through them the light not only burns bright showing us away but it gives off some heat in a cold season the holy spirit will take your life that stinks and because it's a perfume in life it'll make your life that stinks smell sweeter and how many of us will admit we go through some stinky times in life life can just stink sometimes there's other words i'm thinking of that probably wouldn't be appropriate to use while i'm preaching right now But the Spirit of God, but the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit can take all the grime off of your life. It can bring the shine back to something that you thought has lost its value, something that can't be recovered. The Spirit of God can do that. The Spirit of God can bring back a refreshing into your life like you've never experienced before, but you have to have it. You have to get your hands on it. But I have great news for you today. He's giving it out. He's pouring it out. He paid the price so that you could have it. Just like the Samaritan pouring oil into the wounds of the man on the roadside, the Holy Spirit will heal the wounds that life gives you. And how many of us will say life can wound you sometimes? Life will wound you. I was a teenager and I thought life could wound me. And not to diminish teenagers, trust me, you're wounded. You've probably been wounded by some things in your life. And there were times I thought it could never get worse than this. And then I got in my 20s. And I thought there are times that would never get worse than this. And guess what? I hit my 30s. I know, that's real encouraging. Everybody in their 20s right now is going, it gets worse? (laughs) Guess what? When I was in my 30s, I thought there's some wounds I've incurred in my 30s that I don't think can get any worse. Well, guess what? I'm in my first year of my 40s. I got a whole decade to go. (laughs) And when I hit my 50s, I may think there's no more wounds. Oh, no, there's more. There's more. There's always something. That's going to wound you in life. But if you've got the one thing you must have. The one thing that is necessary. The one thing that he intends for you to have. There are wounds that life gives you. But he won't leave you wounded. He's given you the spirit of God. To pour into those wounds and be healed up. There is a balm in Gilead. If you'll just apply it. The Holy Spirit is your rest and refreshing. That's what Isaiah 28 and 12 says. This is the rest with which... You may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. That's it. That's it. That's what you need. The Holy Spirit will be your protection from harsh things that happen. Just like those people putting oil on their skin and putting oil to protect them. It is the thing that will protect you from the elements of life. When the waves are crashing... And the storm is too much to handle. You think your boat is going to sink. The most precious thing you have in your vessel, the Spirit of God, you start praying. And you start pouring some oil on the water. It may not seem like you're doing very much, when you start out, it it may just seem like I'm, I'm pouring out the valuable thing. We're getting rid of the thing we came out here for. But just like John in that boat cabin, boy, pouring it over the side. Waves may be cresting in the distance, but you just keep praying. You keep putting oil on the see so what is this going to do in such a such a big thing that I find myself what is that going to do talk with people all the time and I'll tell them you need to pray about that what is prayer going to do I need an answer right now I need something to happen right now I'm telling you you put oil on the waves long it seems like the waves are not breaking over the bow of the boat anymore. the rough seas all of a sudden become calm why? because oil because oil if there's one thing that I can express to everyone today that I want you to understand I want you to know there's nothing extra if you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit there's nothing extra that you need to pursue God has given you everything that you need for this life and every problem you're going to face. I know we we think, oh, that seems trite, that seems simple, that's too simplistic. No, I'm telling you. He died. Jesus died so that you could have access to this. So that you could receive this. When he left, the one thing he thought that was important to leave was this. It's everything. I would not want to face all of the things going on in this life, all the things in this world, and all the things that are going to come upon us without having that. The one thing you must have. If you'll stand with me. I know I'm your pastor. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to be a theological guru. I know I'm supposed to know everything in Scripture. Everything. I'm supposed to have figured out everything the way everything's supposed to work. I can tell you this. I do not have everything figured out. A lot of things I'm learning in my life. A lot of things I still learn in the Scripture. When I read, I learn something every time. I can't tell you how God does everything. It's the mystery. That's the mystery. I can't tell you how he's going to make everything that is an issue right now in your life better than it is. I can't tell you that. What I can tell you is there is one thing that he has given, and he's given it to everyone who wants it, if you just ask. If you don't have it, you just ask. He'll give it to you. And He won't leave you wondering if you have it. He'll let you know when you have it because you'll speak in tongues just as they spoke in tongues in Acts chapter 2. It's the same experience. It's the same sign. And He can give you everything that you need for whatever you're facing right now. You say, but I've been in church a long time and I've been trying to deal with this problem a long time. I'm not minimizing that. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you when. I just know that he has given everything that we need for eternity. Whenever he gave us the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's the one thing you must have. You must have. You need it. You need it. Lord I thank you so much for people that are gathered here today hungry people God we're thirsting and hungering after righteousness and after everything that you have for us Lord we don't have all of the answers we we we're humbled enough to say that we do not know but God we ask God that everything that's going on in our lives in our world all of the Stuff the waves that we feel bashing against us in our boats God I pray in the name of Jesus Christ Lord that you would help us to understand comprehend what it is you're trying to do in our lives and help us help us to know and have faith and trust that you are guiding everything that is going on and that if we'll just go into your throne room and begin to pray and God get our hands on the oil that you so generously pour out that we can apply it to every situation we can apply it to any circumstance and it will be effective Lord I praise you and I worship you today and I thank you God I thank you for what you're doing thank you for what you're doing in our lives and in Branches Church God and Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us open our eyes today, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 I'm talking to someone this morning. I don't know if you're here in this facility. I don't know if you're watching online. But you have been facing something, storm in life. And you're not sure that your ship is going to stay upright. You're terrified at what's going to happen and I'm talking to you this morning God has for you a gift that will take that you can take and put into any circumstance that you're facing and it may just bring comfort it may just be a touch there are times when I pray and God he doesn't answer the way I think he should answer how many of us will admit that God does that We're bold enough to admit we pray with our answer and God doesn't follow it. I heard a few chuckles. Everybody else is too scared to admit that we pray with our answers and God doesn't follow our directions. Sometimes I pray and I say, God, this is what I want you to do. And he doesn't do it but I always know that whenever I do pray he does something last year whenever it was really tough and everything was getting tight and I was nervous I'd pray and I didn't have no answers I'd pray God give me the answers let me tell people what's going to happen I don't know if that was pride or not but whenever I'd pray the only thing God would say is like it's okay I've got it under control a little pat on the back I'm going to end with this. Sometime back, Wyatt and I, I can't remember what we were doing. We were doing something and he kept giving me instruction on how to do it. For those of you who don't know, Wyatt is 14, which is the age of instruction where they instruct their parents what they need to do and how they need to do it. And I finally looked at him. I said, I've got this. I can handle, do you think I can't handle this? I can handle this. You know, I'd gotten to that stage and I walked away from that and God kind of gave me one of those little elbows. So that's the way you do me sometimes. I just want to say, I've got this. I can handle this. Quit telling me what to do. Let it go, Lane. I've got control. I'm telling somebody today, God has given you what you need. You just need to pour some oil on it pour some oil on it pour some oil on that wound pour some oil on those waves pour some oil on that situation pour some oil on for your protection pour some oil on god has given you what you need lord we thank you today we praise you hallelujah hallelujah i want to ask our church family if you would to gather around the front let's present our prayers to god let's entertain his presence give him an opportunity to speak to us maybe you have a situation in your life that right now you're like, I do. I need to apply some oil to that. Maybe you have a wound in your life that you need to apply some oil to. Maybe, just maybe, you're one of those that I was talking to that you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost yet and you desperately want it. I want to invite you to pray. If you enjoyed today's sermon or have questions and would like to connect with Pastor Lane, you can find us on our website, branches.faith. Thanks for listening.